the first thing I want to be done is to get those shows out of our house. Don't just get them out of our house. Get them out of this draft game. Because we've proved, son, without a shadow of a doubt, that y'all ain't got what it takes right now. You sit there and you thump your playbook and you preach your rankings and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your football knowledge. Talk about your spoken Midwest Mike's 316. Tailgate 316 says we just whooped your ass. All they got to do is go buy themselves a bottle of Jägermeister and try to dig back some of them hot takes they have on their show. As draft game champions, we're serving up notice to everyone on the KCPN sports shows. I don't give a damn who they are. They are on a list, and that's the tailgates list. We're fixing to start running through all of them. And as far as next year's draft game goes, I don't give a damn if it's Midwest Mike's or the Spoken. The tailgate has come, and when we take their best shot, you'll still be looking at the defending draft game champions. And that's the bottom line, because the tailgate said so. Welcome into an all new edition of the Tailgate hey Podcast. Hey guys, what's up? Howdy, howdy. Uh, I'm Aaron, joined by Duncan and Ty. Hello. On this great Tuesday. Oh man. Oh, what a great Sad, day Sad, but great Tuesday. Sad. Draft season's over, man. Uh, it's never over. Yeah, it's the great thing true. about draft. We start for next year. It's never you over. Just start on a Christmas new season. is over. Christmas is over. As Ty and I did touch on the other day, and it's, I feel kind of like. Uh, what is it from Arrested Development? Whenever something bad happens, and Job would be walking by, or any of the characters would walk by with the Charlie Brown, do 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 do. <laughs> That's how I kind of feel this week. So, yeah. but like you said, it's you're an all-new draft season. Yeah, you just make your new Christmas list, and you uh, spend twelve months check it, checking twice, it twice, three times, four three times, three million times on pro approximately. Pro football talk? <laughs> <laughs> what is you? T- what podcast is this? Uh, I, I was going to say, I'm football focuses yeah. uh, drafts uh, simulator. You oh, play is that, that a, a million diss? times till next year. Yeah. Have they um, started the new one yet? God, I I hope so. I'm going to find out later. <laughs> <laughs> it's as, as simple as putting as many draft eligible players for next year in there as possible and just go to hand. Mm-hmm. That's if you, uh, we've probably mentioned this on previous shows, but most of our week for the last few months has been sending each other mock drafts of our teams. Yep. And uh, surprisingly, the amount of picks, like, player, or I should just say players, not where they were picked, that, like, you randomly get right in the later rounds uh, is hilarious every year. Oh, yeah, you get super excited. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you, you take players, even, like, some from your own, like, favorite school, your, some guys that you just like that you, you scouted. I know you were big on Creed Humphrey. Hell, yeah. I took Chauncey Golson and a few of ours. and I, I had a couple of Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. Yeah. And so you kind of fall in love with those players, and it's also really cool when your team ends up taking them. But let's get to this. Oh, oh, isn't it what sexy? Is what is that? What is that? Yeah. So that, my friends, a, looks like a W. That is a W. That is a W. Scoreboard. Scoreboard. Uh, fun fact, everyone at this table is two-time draft game champions. Hi-yo. Hey, what's up? Uh, in the six years of the draft game. We the t- this group has won three of those years. I and Duncan have been on the same team two years in a row. Never lost. Never lost. Duncan hasn't. Three has Never lost. I have a lot of losses. I took a lot of L's. I took That's a lot right. of L's. Um, I got a lot of right picks though. Three years. So did Aaron. Yeah. 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 Oh, we're doing it. We've been we've grown this quite a bit. I mean, the first year I think we we only got like six or seven picks right. right. I'm just glad uh, that I didn't show that it was you know just a rookie walk like like blind mistake or something like that, like, you know, a certain Scotsman had. Yeah. No, this is better than Shout a certain Harry. Scotsman. So let's look at that. I brought this up in our group <laughs> chat the other day. Uh, so that we had the odds. 
One, oh, that's smiley face. Three, smiley face. Five, smiley face. Seven, smiley face. Nine, fell off because the Broncos are idiots. Uh, yes. The Bears, smiley face. Chargers, smiley face. Patriots, smiley face. And then we fell off until pick 21, but that's a hell of a run. That's a Seven out of eight, run. if Seven you were counting. Seven out of eight. Ow. Hot cha cha we, we weren't lucky, just saying. We didn't hit on any of our own challenges. They were all gifts, just to let you know, though. They were gifts. <laughs> all of them. I got coached into believing that. Yeah. Hey-o. Ooh. Zinger. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun for the draft game, uh, especially yeah, for the winning team. If you didn't tune in, uh, you could tell we had a lot of fun. Maybe a little bit too much alcohol. I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry? I don't know what you're talking about. Actually, me. Oh, I was talking about me, too. Yeah. Just drinking water. Uh, I'm Don't glad we never suspense. panned over to the empty <laughs> bottle of Jameson on the opposite yeah. side of the screen. It was unofficially <laughs> sponsored the tailgate draft party. <laughs> and Aaron doesn't shoot whiskey, so I, I did. I did that. Ponch, Ponch doesn't did either, that and he was like, "I mean, I guess if this is what's happening." So it was. A, it was a true team. Our effort. cups are still sitting. The, the yeah. bag of cups <laughs> that we brought back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember at one point asking Grant, uh, "Was this was this full when we brought it back here?" And he goes, "No, no." Yes, yeah, a lot of fun. So thanks, Grant. Which obviously, thanks, I do. We should yeah. sh- we should shout out to both Grant and Ponch. Yeah, for, I mean, that was it was a true team victory. Absolutely, yeah. there Ponch. was one. This was a new new thing for Ponch, and mm-hmm. he told us he told me repeatedly how much fun he had doing it. And he even one of the picks that we should have challenged. He got right. Yeah, he, he said, "Hey, I think it's going to go waddle," and we didn't man, listen. Yeah, so and uh, Ponch yeah. will definitely be back. Yes, for this absolutely. Next year. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for Ponch to be back next year, and also uh, obviously a big shout out to Grant Tower and Taps on Main. Uh, uh, Grant Tower owns Taps on Main. It's his baby. Um, it's a very fun family atmosphere here. Uh, all his brothers own it. The draft game's a little bit his baby now. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Grant, and Grant does an incredible yeah, job. With when we game. came up to him uh, during COVID and asked for about this idea to present if we could do the draft game here, and he was all in. It was just one of those things. where He's like, the only thing I ask is I want to be a part of it, and. He's now become a staple of that, and the restaurant that he's built around everything has just been fantastic. He was, and he was, to his credit, he was routinely the one that, when, you know, especially if it was Ty and I, would be over here talking about whatever the, the last draft pick or something from the other team. He'd be like, hey, hey, guys, over here. We need yep. to, we need yep. to have our powwow. We need to figure out who we're predict, who, you know, who our prediction is. And, yep. Man, yeah, he was uh, kind of the anchor of the team a little bit. It's that's hard to be the ADHD great. Wrangler. I mean, that's basically what he was. <laughs> there right was a point. lot of that. It's like, hey, get over here. Hey. We are on the clock. There's two minutes left. Yeah. Let's go. Shiny spot. Shiny spot. Uh, me. But, yeah, that brings a lot of stress to the situation because you do want to break down the draft picks, but you also have that aspect of, oh, we need to prepare for our pick. Oh, we want to uh, win. But a lot of fun. Shout out to Midwest Mike's and the Spoken, uh, both uh, Lance Eddie and Gary, uh, Gary yeah, all absolutely. spoke highly of having a lot of fun during the game, and yeah. you, I think we could, you can tell in the broadcast all of us. And like also, stay we'll, uh, we'll and also thank you to uh, to Coach John Gruden for <laughs> you know, showing up. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Gary's got connections. I yeah. mean, I didn't realize that he had Coach Gruden on there, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but, but no, seriously, shout out to Austin too. We can't absolutely. wait to do this again next year. And have you along for the ride? And Absolutely. maybe next year will be a little more strange. Maybe next year we'll do uh, three teams or two teams. We'll, we'll see and just or four teams, right. four, whatever. Four would be awesome. Yeah, we're getting weird, man. Let's get yeah, weird. Man. It's, it's an ever evolving game, and let's get strange. Yeah, got a couple good Doctor ideas strange? for next year that the guys brought up as well. Like maybe not challenging the same name over and over again, or picking that same name only get a certain amount of times. Yeah, Christian Derisaw was that thorn in our side. Yeah. But there's a lot there's year. always that one name every year. Yes. Every single year. Harold Landry was the first one that comes to mind. Yep. Justin uh, Jefferson last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson last year. It's just one of those names that you're just like, they have to take him. Why, why is he still on the board? Why is this player still Yeah, even like toward the end, you know, uh, JOK, John Jeremy, 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 Yeah, Jeremiah was Yep. Uh, who eventually fell to a team that had one of the best drafts right. overall this year. The and Browns. the heart condition is questioned, <gasps> so that's yes. why he fell. That was not mentioned <sighs> a whole lot before the draft. Uh, Adam Schefter actually just tweeted, I think, the day after the draft officially ended like not the next day but like once the draft was completely over he said a heart condition that was not brought up publicly until now was found during uh the draft process and that's why he fell most likely to 52 so. i'm curious because we saw that yes he did slip to the second round but due to blood clots in the lungs you saw a player like trey smith slip all the way to the sixth round right and so that's where you, you just 
severity. You never know what this stuff yeah. with Caleb Farley with the back issues. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, will these issues have any bearing on their career whatsoever? I mean, right. you're, you're looking at three teams that might have just gotten steals for guys mm-hmm. who were arguably the best at their position. It happens every year in every mm-hmm. draft. I mean, we saw – I Do- mean, it's very different. It's not medical related, but, I mean – Lyle Collins fell out of the draft entirely just for having to talk to the cops about something that he wasn't involved in. Like, these type of things happen every year. You just never know what's going through teams' minds when they let these type of players slip by them time after time. time The Laramie Tunsil, the, Mm -hmm. you know, the gas mask. Like, and yes, that was physical evidence of doing something, (laughs) visual evidence, but... Uh, I mean, still, well, the fact that he fell from being, you know, considered even the first Number, overall yeah. pick yeah. all the way down to Miami. And, well, mm-hmm. we, we've that talked was, at length about what has happened That was there. the very first draft game that we did was that oh. draft. Mm-hmm. And we had it with Dolphins fan in, like, as part of the game. And he was baffled. Like, he, he was like, I didn't imagine he would ever be here. Like, right. This is insane. Yeah. yeah. It was, that was, the Larry Matunzel thing was crazy. And it clearly has worked out for the Dolphins because in trading him, <laughs> now they've got a boatload of draft picks. Thought. It clearly has not worked out for the Houston Cardinals, but, you know, we've mentioned that all the time. Houston Cardinals. The farm team for the Cardinals. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ty's bringing heat. We suck so you can be great. (laughs) (laughs) It's the old Brooklyn Nets. It's also the Kansas City Royals for a long time. (laughs) We'll we'll build them up and then you will benefit from it. Yep. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah. who do you guys think had the best drafts? I, I We talked about this in length. I think a lot of teams did very well. Um, How much time do we have? Because I have a long list. I mean, I would, I would no, say I just know, go over a few of them that I know. really stand out to you. But um, like I said, like we, we talked before the show, uh, longtime NFL scout Gil Brandt said that he liked 30 out of 32 drafts for teams. And he's like, I'm not saying that all of them like hit on every pick. But their overall drafts, right? He liked the players that they got. Um, I mean, first, do we want to just go in and uh, talk about our teams a little bit? Our own teams, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, uh, I think we had the most. Yeah, with the, with you, uh, your team. Lions had the, a horrible draft. Your team yeah. picked the highest. I think it's fair that you you go first. Fair. Uh, I thoroughly love the Lions draft. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to bring up uh, that I kind of hinted at the other day was uh, there. Sometimes where players fall, and we talked about this a little bit, where. Uh, you see you like draft a player that you're kind of reaching for, for and you don't understand why. And uh, for me, this was day two. This was Levi on Wuzurike. Um I saw him, and I, I got excited because I saw the name, and I was like, oh, wait. And I realized that it was our second-round pick, and I was like, oh, crap. Like, what did we just do? And it was really er- it was pretty early because we picked uh, seven that round, and I was just trying to figure out, like, what had happened. And then come to find out it was released later that the team actually behind them by uh, two picks behind them actually had him circled in. And that ended up being Dan Campbell's guy. And so the draft is always filled with go take your guy. Right. And they knew that they wanted that guy. And so it was either let him walk and take some of the talent that was there, which I'm not going to lie. There were some names that I really wanted. Obviously, uh, Jeremiah Usukoromoa, you know, uh, different things that would have helped our defense. And it didn't become clear until day three of the draft when we got one of those pieces and after the, the heart condition kind of comes out, but it was like also we got one of those pieces where it's like, you know what, there's just as much upside because if having found out afterwards the Jeremiah Wusukoromoa thing, I would have been like, oh, crap, he has a heart condition. And then have to like research everything about it. We got a guy in the, on the third day that I think is going to fill a role that we need, but also we're not going to feel pigeonholed to have him for forever because he fell for so long. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, we submitted our defense. We wanted to make sure that our trenches were solid, and that's what this draft was. And, I, I you know, I loved it. Pineo Sewell, obviously, uh, you got to see me biting my nails uh, going into that, just being like, please don't fuck this up, please don't fuck this up, please don't fuck this up. And then you were almost in tears when yes. they made the pick. so excited. Understandably so. Um, I had, like I said, multiple points of time. I did not think he was going to be there. I think the smartest draft for the Bengals would have been getting to protect him first with a generational talent, but also Jamar Chase is better. So. Jamar Chase is good, and I and I loved that draft pick. But <laughs> I was just saying, I loved I loved the fact that he fell because I didn't think Penesu would have fallen that far. Um, second round, Levi Onwuzurike, uh, fantastic. Um, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to work well. He's their guy, so obviously they're going to invest a lot of time and effort into him. And then Aliyah McNeil is a guy that I have been saying and been beating a drum for him for a while, being one of those strong interior. Uh, players that's going to come around 
Um, and then other names I really like, obviously, uh, Fita Melfanwu. Um, I think he's a fantastic corner. Um, he does sometimes play a little bit of combo, uh, get, get kicked out of safety, but um, hopefully Jeffrey Okuda turns that page in this, this year. And, you know, COVID season hopefully was the big factor into why he played so uh, – and injury was why he played so poorly. Melfanwu is like uh... – very much like his brother size-wise, mm-hmm. but way more polished as a player. Melifonwu right. Mel- reminds me very much of, then this is taken aback a bit, but uh, Menamdi Asamoa, mm-hmm. where he was kind of maybe he was uh, kind of a tweener between cornerback and safety, but just has the mm-hmm. size and the athleticism and the polish yeah. that right. really turned into a great cornerback and surprised a lot of people. I right. could very much see him following that career trajectory. For sure. Oh, yeah, and uh, I mean, obviously the next picks after that, I'm in Ross St. Brown. That's the first wide receiver we drafted which was a very big need on our team. We let a lot of guys walk in free agency, Marvin Jones, you know, Kenny Galladay, and the percentage of targets for our team that walked were 74, something like that. It's something ridiculous. Um, and so you have a lot of young guys that are going to be coming to their own, and he is a tried-and-true uh, Dan Campbell guy. Dan Campbell is a beast. He is a workout-aholic. Amon Ross St. Brown's dad is a bodybuilder. He is a gym rat. This is what he likes. This is why he interviewed so well with Dan Campbell, and he ended up falling to where they got him in a good round, and they picked up a couple of good wide receivers in the undrafted free agency. Random, up off. random <laughs> thought that I, doesn't have anything. It just has to do with Amon Ross St. Brown. I want him, his brother that's already in the league, and Pharaoh Cooper to all be in the same wide receiving core at some point, so it's yeah. just Pharaoh's. Yeah. I just have. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Ty, do you think? Uh, do you think Dan Campbell took their dental records into account when maybe when, uh, they, looking they, at these players? They all have uh, hopefully big mouths and pretty teeth. But you know, we'll just see. Fighting just saying, guys. you got it. You got. I hope they have. I hope they got some strong, knee, strong, strong teeth. <laughs> yeah. Bite, biting uh, kneecaps. See, Aaron. In uh, retrospect to what you just had, my kneecaps. takeaway from the draft this this year was, uh, I was really happy that. Dwayne Johnson Jr., the pebble, was drafted um, because, I mean, obviously he's junior, so he should be the pebble, right? Yes. The people's pebble. The people's pebble. The people's pebble. The people's pebble. at you, Dwayne. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, wow. All right. So, yeah, my team was next. We were supposed to pick a tent. Tent. Tent? We can't talk right now. Uh Blah. We're supposed to pick at 10, traded down with division rival the Eagles. To, uh, here's the thing. Actually, it's a trade. It's it, a good trade. it was a good trade. For and, both teams. Okay. When you look at how that worked out, so it went Cowboys, and it was supposed to go Cowboys, Giants, Eagles. Yes. So it went Eagles, Giants, Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Giants were going to take Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. Right. Who between the Giants and the Eagles do you think has a better roster? Like currently or after draft? Like doesn't matter because the same team does before Giants. and after the draft. Giants. Exactly. Giants. The Cowboys kept the player that the Giants wanted away from a team that is more of a threat mm-hmm. to them in the division. Then they added yeah, they picked up a third-round pick. Absolutely. Yeah. Great trade in retrospect. During the draft, we were all puzzled. We're like, you just traded with an interdivision rival yeah. with the context of keeping mm-hmm. Devontae Smith away from Yeah. And this is also, I mean, and it makes sense. you can't it take does. it away from yeah. the Eagles, too. And I know we're talking Cowboys, but you yeah. traded the 77th overall pick to move up and go get your guy. Like that's right. And let's be honest, what did the Eagles do in this draft? Like, they drafted, they, they obviously have Jalen Hurts last year, mm-hmm. and they drafted Jamie Newman. So they're going to try to do some sort of... Sign Jamie Newman. Sign Jamie Newman, yeah. Uh, UDFA, once again, undrafted free agent, uh, just in case people don't know. Um, but uh, but basically with all that, it's like, they're, like, we don't know what Jalen Hurts is going to be. It could be a poor man's Lamar Jackson, which you're taking targets out of Devontae Smith's mouth because of the simple fact that the quarterback is a rushing yeah. quarterback. But that's something we could talk about and later. I mean, other than a couple standout performances when he played, he was rated as one of the worst quarterbacks in the league last year. So, mm-hmm. uh, he is, Jalen Hurts is still a question mark. I like his potential overall. Jury's out. Jury's the out. jury is out, and that roster's really bad right now. They have a lot of building to do. A lot That roster got old really quick. Definitely moving on from some guys. But That line is uh, very sketchy. Yeah, that line very, is very, very sketchy. sketchy. Luckily, that it's like Lane Johnson. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, right. And that's and I mean that's yeah. why we're going to have to rely on the legs of Jalen Hurts because he's going to have Absolutely. to extend the pocket or he's yeah. going to get hurt. Uh, but and with the Cowboys, oh, sorry. Yes, with the Cowboys, um, we took Micah Parsons. I know I was down on the pick during the draft. I was down on Micah Parsons a lot during the entire process. 
off-field issues and everything, but he was the best middle linebacker in the draft. Um, <clears throat> there was better overall linebackers. I you know I pounded the table for Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa. Nick Bolton. Uh, Nick Bolton, and the guy I liked. And even the guy that we got in the fourth round, Jabril Cox. Oh, and that's what I was going to say. Up. Had it just been Parsons with this current linebacking core, I think there definitely could have been concerns for the Cowboys. So that, given the fact that Cox, frankly, fell to you guys where, right. where you got him, that's that's a steal, and all of a sudden yeah. you have a linebacker that complements Parsons exceptionally well. Yeah. So my only question to you, which is the biggest question that I have from the draft for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. not that they were a bad draft, there was just a big question mark for it, is – uh, Michael Parsons, great, and coming up, stuff in the run, being that middle linebacker and that presence. Jeremiah Wusukumwala, or, or sorry, uh, my bad. Uh, Jabril Cox is great at kind of doing that, like, safety, tweener, pass coverage thing. More so coverage More coverage linebacker. Um, so draft two guys to get one player. So is it just like a package uh, I thing? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. On the field. I wouldn't say that. Right, so they're That's just rotating package linebackers? Is that what we're no, looking at this they year? They are two separate linebackers. Like, they, oh. they don't play both play middle linebackers. Jabril Cox is a outside linebacker. But with the linebacking core that you already have, is it going to be a lot of right, packages? Yeah, no, They've been put gone. on note. They're, 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 okay. they're going to be gone. Uh, sorry, the, we, the days of them investing in the injury-prone, high upside guys but have significant injury issues are done. Like, mm-hmm. I loved like, – the, the 2018 season was great, but outside of that, where has Leighton, the Leighton – I mean, Leighton Van Rush, he's been injury-prone – like has dealt with injuries his entire career other than 2018. Uh, Jalen Smith, I mean, had Question a devastating, in. Yeah, devastating injury in college, should have been a top-five pick, ended up playing great for one year and then got his money and has been meh. Have, uh, have they actually formally brought in Sean Lee to be a coach now that he's retired yet? Not not officially, but that's I, as far as I understand, it's always been in, in play. I think with with Parsons and Cox, particularly Parsons mm-hmm. in-house now, that is That's even cute. more crucial at this yeah. point because you do have a guy in Sean Lee as his coach mm-hmm. who so many of his teammates will respect mm-hmm. him. And, as, I mean, all, yeah, and the whole Penn, roster they're should. Both State guys. They're both right. Penn State guys, they too. Yeah, connection. good point. And but that's something where I think that if anybody can keep him on the straight and narrow, it would be something like Sean Lee. Uh, one of one of my favorite Twitter followers among the Cowboys fans or Cowboys bloggers that I follow said, "I just wish that I could put Sean Lee's brain in Micah Parsons' brain." Right, because that would build the perfect line. Man, how many guys could you say that about the <laughs> right. NFL history? Uh, I mean, that was the only question I had from the Cowboys draft. Other than that, I, I mean, thought they did great. Why couldn't you? The big put... question was they reached a lot in day two, and I do like if you going off your just like consensus rankings uh, because that's actually the post that I sent you guys yesterday. That guy was basing it off of the athletics rankings. Uh, so where we took our day two guys, um, they are technically reaches the Chauncey Golson, um, uh, the UCLA defense tackle whose name I'm not even going to. Oh, so, Ziggy Zua. Zua. Uh, See, my dude. I love him. My dude. <laughs> um, my favorite. Those – those picks were considered reaches. Those are guys that everybody thought you could get in day three. But I like the players overall. Like mm-hmm. you watch the tape on Golson, he gets off the line really well. He has a lot of really good pass rush moves. Um, you look at Ziggy Zua. He has watched Senior Bowl so high of upside too. Like that's a guy who has a three techniques body that can play the one technique effectively. Mm-hmm. Like I love that kid's tape. You can move him. Um, the reason why I loved him so much is you can move him all over the line. If you wanted to get ballsy and play him at four, try it. And there's two guys who I would say are two major underrated steals. That's Kelvin Joseph and Simi Fahoko. I think Simi <laughs> Fahoko is possibly going to be our number three receiver as early as not next this coming season, but the season after because we can't afford Michael Gallup. He'll be gone. We're probably moving on from either Noah Brown or Cedric Wilson. So that wide receiver room is going to open up. Fahoko's got some size, too, man. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a scary good uh, I scary actually saved the graphic. I'll send it to you guys later. But he's, like, one of seven guys ever drafted that has po- like is over 6'4", 220, and runs a 4440. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, Calvin Johnson, uh, DK Metcalf, and then a few other guys that were all longtime pros. Like, there's a couple guys that are – 
okay in there, but most of them are like significant pros. So I can't remember. There's right one. There's moment. one other receiver that that did that this year too. The tall guy, and I can't remember. He went super late. Though. Oh, and there's one other. No, uh, so there's one other criteria in that. that you post an athletic score over 90. So oh, that's that not. Guy, nope, nope. That guy was yep. not in there. He's yep. the only guy in this class. <laughs> yeah. Guaranteed. Right. Um, Sorry, yeah, the athletic score I, over 90. That's he, what pumped the other guy. Yeah. Or and down. If you if you watch a lot of Stanford film, like he he is a little raw still, but when they got him the ball, he was making insanely athletic catches. Like mm. he this kid can can grow into being that like true outside receiver to where like CD Lamb can play inside mostly, which is where he thrives. Mm. Um, yeah, I loved him. Kelvin Joseph, I mean LSU transfer, very athletic. Only knock is not a lot of games started in his career, but he did capitalize on the games that he did play. Right. So um, overall it's a draft where I'm like gonna wait a couple of years to see like where it lines up, but they said they were gonna go out and rebuild the defense, and then it looks like they did that. I right. liked a lot of the picks. Even I didn't even mention even the uh, defensive tackle from Kentucky. It's like six four three fifty seven, like just huge, and really light on his feet. So I like their draft overall. What about the Chiefs? How'd you like their? Chiefs draft sucks. Yeah, Worst draft terrible. that any team's ever had, ever. Yeah. Uh, no, I am even with like even not taking into account that they traded their the thirty first overall pick that they traded the number one for Orlando Brown Jr. Yep. If you just look at this draft purely by itself, I I think that's still an A. I think mm-hmm. the Chiefs absolutely nailed this I'd draft. A plus. Um, a plus. And I just I obviously I love you. We filled a fill the need with Nick Bolton. You're looking at now him and Willie Gay, a potential future of him and Willie Gay Jr., two rangy, fast, hard-hitting linebackers paired together. I'm thrilled at the prospect of that. Uh, Creed Humphrey, one of the two best centers in this draft. He's a guy, I mean, God, just he was a stud at Oklahoma, so crucial to the success that their quarterbacks have had, whether it's Spencer Rattler over the down the stretch of this past season, Jalen Hurts or Kyler Murray. I mean, these are the guys that he's blocked for. I don't think he – I don't think he blocked for Baker. I think that was right. I think he arrived right after Baker. But uh, still, that's a Heisman Trophy winner and a Heisman finalist. Like he's he's clearly had a very successful career as a center. Did something right. And yeah, and now he gets to come in and protect Patrick Mahomes. And like he's, I, I'm just I'm thrilled at Brown and him now, two former Sooners, and they clearly both are taking pride of the fact of who they're coming in to protect, uh, to protect and take care of. And then you go from there. A lot of people weren't necessarily high, especially in a lot of the draft rankings uh, or prospect rankings for Joshua Kendo out of Florida State. But he is he's a guy who he just he wasn't in the right system at Florida State. And they rely so much on just just crazy speed to get around to to get to the quarterback. And Kendo is a big athletic end. He's he, he's not the speed rusher. Right. And so, yeah, he's got some speed, but, I mean, he's 6'5", like 270. And so he was just not in the right role. And that's something where 6'5", 270 is right in Steve Spagnuolo's wheelhouse Mm -hmm. for his typical defensive end, for what he prefers. It's the guy he looks for, Ah. 100%. And and this is also in Kendo. He's a former five-star recruit. I mean, so he's not just some some guy that, you know, walk-on or something like that. Nothing against walk-ons, but, you know, he clearly – and he wasn't just a five-star recruit. He was like a top 10, top five recruit in the country at that point. And so this is clearly a guy who has an enormous amount of untapped potential. And we'll see if the Chiefs can unlock that. And taking the last pick or one of the last picks of the fourth round on a guy like that, when you know there's no elite, there's no really good pass rushers, edge guys available at that point. So at that, you know, take a flyer. See yeah. if there's a guy that could pan out. And when you look at some of the other defensive ends that Steve Spagnuolo has coached over his career, Justin Tuck, O.C. Umanyora, uh, Matthias Kiwanuka. I mean, it's very possible that he could unlock that. You even see success that they had last year with rookies uh, on the defensive line, and Sean Wharton and Mike Dana. So it's, didn't, didn't Spags also get JPP? Yes, thank you, Jason yeah. Pierre-Paul. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Spags has had an enormous amount of success with young defensive ends and, mm-hmm. and defensive tackles and Wharton. And so I'm very thrilled at the prospect of what he could do with Kendo that the Florida State coaching staff was never able to do. And then the fifth round, I just absolutely loved getting both Noah Gray, the tight end out of Duke, and Cordell Powell, the wide receiver out of Clemson. 
um, in grays, like 6'3", 245 or something like that. Really strong receiver for Duke. And you can just – you can see there's just a lot of athleticism out there in some of the clips that they showed. And he's a guy that finally they, they have – a legit number two, or hopefully they have a legit number two behind Travis Kelsey. And like I said, he's also he's also no no slouch when it comes to blocking. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's a good blocker too, and I mean that's what you you're gonna ask for your one of your backup tight ends. Uh huh. And he's you know he he was a guy he wasn't among he wasn't up there with the Pat Fryermuth or the, the the Kyle Pitts or anything like that. But I mean he's I think who the was? round was probably a little bit late for him. And then with Powell. Powell plays bigger than his six foot, two hundred and ten pound frame, and he's just he runs crisp, solid routes. He plays a lot faster than he runs, and he's deceptively he's he's fast after the catch. He makes play. He's dangerous after the catch, I should say, and that's something where oh, dangerous after the catch in a Patrick Mahomes offense. Uh oh, good luck. And so he's he's another one where and again I he was stuck behind a lot of other higher-profile receivers on the Clemson wide receiver depth chart. And so he's, you know, just kind of waited to buy his time, and that's another one where in the fifth round the Chiefs could have gotten a steal, and then the absolute steal of the draft that I think he will be one of the, oh, like, so this is something five this years from now, the other 31 teams or any of the teams who needed interior linemen are going to be kicking themselves. Is Trey Smith falling to the Chiefs in the sixth round. And I, I still can't believe that the guy who at one point before the pandemic hit before all these, a lot of the, just an un, very unusual season. And, yes, there is the blood clot concerns. You're talking about a guy who was pretty much either him or Wyatt Davis out of Ohio State were considered the top guard prospects in this draft. And so and that was, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to count Vera Tucker because he's kind of the swing in between tackle or guard. He'll more likely play guard. Mm-hmm. But you're still, you're looking at the Chiefs coming out of this draft between Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, potentially – with two of the four or five best interior linemen in this entire draft at two key positions where the Chiefs, yes, they went out and got Joe Tooney. You got Laurent DuVarnay Tardif coming back, and then they got Kyle Long out of retirement. You're also talking about guys in their 30s. Or, well, not quite Tooney yet, but in late 20s, getting into 30s, Long is in his 30s, LDT's almost there. So you needed some youth. Mm. And Smith is a very – high upside guy and if the blood clots do not prove to be a legitimate concern man you're that that's going to be an absolute monster offensive line moving forward it's what we talked about yesterday that's a condition that's manageable and they've come out and been like hey yes this is a thing but this is manageable and we're gonna we're gonna deal with it there are certain games that he might miss maybe Mm -hmm. because obviously of things um uh but in the same fact he is one of the best guards, and he should have gone a lot higher. And you see other teams, uh, not to just keep beating a dead horse, but you see teams like Philly that will take a flyer on an inside interior lineman um, when they took Landon Dickerson, who just tore his ACL. Or, uh, yeah, tore his ACL in January. Mm-hmm. And that is a at least a one-year process. So you're, you reached high on a guy that, yes, is good for this, but he has a big injury. It's going to take him at least a year to come back. Or at least be full when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Not as big of a issue for them though because they're not going to be good anyway so what hey but you look at and 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 if you do include brown in this it's very possible that the chiefs just added three offensive linemen that are under 20 yes i know brown turns 25 i think any day now but three linemen under 25 who each should be starting within a year or two brown obviously will from day one humphrey very well might and smith if not point this year probably next year he's gonna he's gonna be down I, I and think, think yeah. that's fair. And there's I a love reason. Austin Blythe, Creed Humphreys. Then they only signed Blythe to a one-year deal. So yeah. Uh, no, I think it's a very, I think it's a very real possibility. And the Chiefs for the first time in a long time too are going to have a hell of an offensive line competition on their hands, trying to figure out who's going to get some starting spots. You're going to have guys that started a lot of games last year that are not going to be on the roster next year. I mean, we're talking a Nick Allegretti or an Andrew Wiley. Uh, hell, Mike Remmers might not even make the team. I mean, there's going to be guys that aren't going to be there this this at this point or once the season actually starts in September, mm-hmm. and that's going to show. You know, the Chiefs were embarrassed by the Super Bowl showing, and right. they have every intention of never, ever repeating that. To Orlando Brown, it was May 2nd. Oh, so it was – okay, so it was a couple – I knew it was – 25 years old, but that's May. still great. I mean, right. that's – 
that's a guy that wants to play left tackle, that that's what he's passionate about, and you got him with the chance to sign him long-term. Mm-hmm. Going into this season, he's only 25 years old. Yep. It's good. So it's great. Yeah, I yeah, very, very much love this Chiefs draft, and I, I talked on Tapped In uh, on Monday about it, where this is something where you're starting to see the Chiefs, maybe it's a trend turning of the, the drafts are, they're looking at guys who were formerly maybe first-round prospects and slip for one reason or another, and you look at that with Willie Gay Jr. and Lucas Niang last year, and now with Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey this year, and you know Joshua Kando, a number, a former top five prospect, like or top five recruit. Like, I think they're starting to just let's just go get the talented guys yeah. and try to coach out that talent as best as possible. That's fair. So, other than your <clears throat> own team, who's your favorite draft overall? Other than your own team, yeah, it's rough. I've had to think about this a lot, and there's like three or four teams that I could go. I could talk. I mean, I could talk about the Browns. I could talk about the Chargers. Hell, I actually really like Washington's draft. But I think the team that may have won this draft would be the Minnesota Vikings. And they had – and I know that's probably going to surprise a lot of people, Hmm. but they had – Christian Derisaw fall all the way to them at 23. We talked about him being a late-round sleeper, late-first-round sleeper. There's a it's if Depending on what happens with Slater, Vera Tucker, there's a good chance that Derisaw ends up being the second-best tackle taken out of this draft and probably the only other pure left tackle that went in the first round. Uh, and then the question mark I do have, but it also could be a high upside pick, was taking Kellen Mond. And that is, they didn't have a second round pick, but getting Kellen Mond could be a huge coup for them because Kirk Cousins is not the answer. And Cousins is a solid quarterback, but I always go back to, and I know I've talked at length about this, I always go back to the Minnesota game, uh, Minnesota Chiefs game a couple years ago at Arrowhead Stadium when he had an opportunity, it was like third and short, he had an opportunity to run for the first down, and he slid a solid yard and a half shy of the first down marker in what was, I believe the Vikings were down at that point in the game. And that's just one of those moments where when you see a quarterback, when you see a key Brendan player. Of McCown, when he, yeah. And he was like two yards short. You just, it, it's, but this was something where it's like, you're not willing to put your body on the line. To, and this is, this is when the Vikings were in primo playoff position too. Like this was, I think both teams were like six and three at this point. And so that was, that was very, a very telling moment for me with Kirk Cousins. And so Kellen Mond has been a late riser in this draft process out of AM. And he's something that I know we've talked about. We all kind of like him. I liked him in college, and I think, yeah, I, th- I think he has potential. And AM's just one of those schools where you're just like, you never really see, as far as quarterback goes, like maybe the, like what they actually have. I mean, Johnny Manziel is mm. a completely different story. He had insane talent around him. But think about like Tannehill when he was there. He's like, mm-hmm. eh, he was okay. Uh, and yeah, I think Mond is very much in that same where you're like, if in the right system with the right coaches, he can develop into See, a starting right. quarterback. And I'm going to flip Agreed. that on you by you say it's Texas A&M. I'm going to say look at quarterbacks that Jimbo Fisher has sent to the sure. NFL. And that's where, no, they the success hasn't necessarily been there, but you're still talking Christian Ponder, EJ Manuel, and uh, Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. And so maybe Mond ends up being better than any of those guys have. I mean, but if there's anything that's clear as Fisher knows how to get quarterbacks to the NFL, what happens from there is obviously the question mark. Ooh, I mean, right. Manuel wasn't in the best situation with Buffalo. Sorry, Grant. Uh, and Winston, just enormously talented, but we saw how that, you know, 30-30. Has to throw a pick um, before he has to throw a touchdown. But, and who knows? Winston might still salvage his career. Hey. Uh, but anyway, from there with Minnesota. I love LASIK Jameis. They got Chaz Surratt, a linebacker out of North Carolina that I liked quite a bit. And he was a guy that I mocked to the Chiefs quite a few times. Another fast, rangy, really good in coverage linebacker. Yeah. I uh, liked I mean, him he, a lot. He'd only been, yeah. He had only been. Yeah. <laughs> I have a big hand in the little room. I like him too. Uh, he, was a, he was a linebacker that we talked about only being able to uh, only being able to play like he only played linebacker for a couple of years uh, and so basically what ended up happening was since he only played linebacker for a couple of years he was out of position a lot mm-hmm. but he's also that athletic that he was able to make the play again like he was able to he'd be completely out of position and you'd be like yeah of course of course he's a of course he's out of position um, but 
what ends up happening is when you're out of position, are you able to correct what you were doing and then continue and make the play? And he did. Uh, and then just a couple more picks. I made Wyatt Davis, who I mentioned, along with uh, Trey Smith as top guards in this draft. They got him pretty late. I kind of I like Patrick Jones, the edge rusher they got out of Pitt. Uh, and then I know I don't know how you feel about him, but Amir Smith Marset. I'm, I'm a big fan. I love he's garbage. I wouldn't be shocked if he's their third receiver right. by the end of this season. And finally, the last one is they got a tight end out of Central Missouri, Zach Davidson, who he was a guy I was actually hoping the Chiefs might go after because I think had he not been in Central Missouri, he would have been a lot higher on other teams' draft boards. I was actually hoping that he would go undrafted. They got him in the seventh. I was hoping that he'd go undrafted and the Chiefs would go after the local kid. And I hated seeing the Vikings go after him because I don't know if he'll end up being a starting tight end, but he would be a very strong number two at the very least. So I love Minnesota's draft. Yep. Right. Who's your favorite? Oh, man, I have a, whew, I have a really hard um, decision between the Browns and the Giants. Um, I do love the Browns draft, and I figure we're going to go over the Browns draft eventually um, as being one of the forerunners for better draft classes. So I'm going to go ahead and go that the only team that Aaron is going to have to worry about in the actual division will be the Giants. Um, not necessarily saying um, right away. They just had a great draft, and they got weapons around Daniel Jones through the offseason. Good year for him. Yeah, and this is it. This is your proving ground. And Gettleman is going to go down with the ship because this is usually what ends up happening. He's invested in his guy. He then end up getting, you know, one of my favorite wide receivers in the offseason, obviously biased, but Kenny Galladay. Um, they still had Slater – or, sorry, they still had um, – yeah, Slayton, and they had um, – oh, um uh, Sterling Shepard, uh, but they drafted uh, Kadarius Tony, which um, when Kenny Galladay is Kenny Galladay, it's best when he has a quick, fast guy that can run that slot like a golden taint. taint. <laughs> wow. Um, golden taint. <laughs> all right. So golden. Um, we've all had our message. Yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah, golden Tate. Um, and, like, you know, even just Marvin Jones, like, he's not the biggest guy, but he also does play big. But in the same yeah. fact, he, he does great from the slot. Uh, but they started out their draft, Kadarius Tony, and who was a quick wide receiver that we want to see what he can do to the next level. Like and it, human joystick. Right? Yeah, exactly. Dante Hall, human joystick. Just, man, like, see what he can do, <clears throat> see how he can move. And then they got one of the best picks in this draft, which I would circle him falling when he did, but Aziz Ojolari. Ojolari is my favorite Ed Rusher out of this class because I thought there was a question mark on who's the best, and it would we had three names, Jalen Phillips, Pay and Aziz Ojolari, and he is right up there with him. And they just let him fall back to him, which is just amazing. Now, granted, from there, their draft still goes really well. Aaron Robinson, cornerback from UCF, I think he's fantastic. I think he has great ball skills, and he plays really, really well. And then Ellerson Smith from Iowa, they took a shot. Northern uh, Iowa. Northern Iowa, sorry. Northern Iowa, my bad. No. They took a shot from um, – Smaller school, but a guy that's able to, you know, <laughs> that's able to control the pace of play, and I love what he does. The last couple picks are a little questionable for me. Um, Gary Brightwell, but all he's going to do is back up that's Saquon, whatever. It doesn't matter. And then uh, Rodarius Williams. Um, he's from Oklahoma State, corner. He played all right, but um, when it's that late, you're not worried about investing capital into one player. And their beginning draft board nailed it. Nailed it. Aziz Ojolari is penciled in as my best pick of the entire draft. I if mean, not mentioning the what I've told Duncan, which is the Smith pick for the Chiefs. Well, and especially when you consider that you said that they waited for him to fall. And when you look at the draft board here, you have 28, Peyton Turner went to the Saints, 30, Gregory Russo going to the Bills, and then at 31, Jason Owe going to the Ravens. And I think within a couple years we're going to see Ojolari <laughs> – will be far superior to those three. I mean, Agreed. particularly Turner and Russo. I mean, Oway's got a lot of raw potential, yeah. and, you know, it's crazy speed right around that 4.39. But I just – Ojolari was right there, and I, I completely agree with that. He was one of the three best pass rushers in this draft, and that's – yeah, the Giants absolutely doing some work there. If they would have picked him in the first round, I think people would have been like, eh, but they wouldn't have been that hard on him. The fact that they waited for the second round to get him and still got him, I think says it all about the draft. He was another guy where I was I, when I was starting to see these names, him and Owusu Koromoa falling, I was like, oh, my God, Chiefs, let's go get him. Like, <laughs> come on, fall to 58, fall to 58. Right. Uh, fun fact about Kadarius uh, Tony, um, Jacksonville was going to take him. So he fell just a little bit further down. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, that would have been nice. For Urban wanting a, a Florida guy. Go yep. get them Gators. That was one of his – 
This is the first draft that he didn't draft a Florida guy, by the way, I think. He, this is his first draft. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no I'm trying to think. There was, there was a there was a there was a stat that I couldn't remember where it was just like uh I I'll, I'll, yeah I forgot it never mind that came out wrong. All so, right. Yeah, fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> Golden right. Tate and first draft. <laughs> Golden Tate. Golden Tate. I know we talked about the Browns, man. They got my one of my favorite players in the entire draft oh. in the second round. Jeremiah Wusukormo. Obviously, we mentioned it, the health issues. But you package that with the guy in Greg Newsom, who they got in the first round, who has upside to be one, right up there with the top three corners, top four, I guess, corners in this, in this draft. Yeah, one of our favorite corners coming out of this draft. Yeah. Uh, it, rise or late, I mean, especially among our group, but – yeah, Newsom, fantastic pick. Koromoa, I like Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver. Um, and they're just stacking talent. They've been drafting so well the last few years right. that if Baker doesn't get him over this hump, it's going to become very clear very soon if he is for sure the guy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, they won the playoff game last year against the division rival and then ran into the Chiefs. And then what happened? Well, Browns fans can say what they want to. They got screwed. You, yeah. you got to play the Chiefs two-thirds of a game Chiefs. without Patrick Mahomes. Sure. Right. So You yeah. had your opportunity. You didn't yeah. seize it. We've right. said this before. That's it. But that when a name like Patrick Mahomes goes down, you have to get to – That team is stacking talent, and I do think they have the coach in place to maximize that talent eventually. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the quarterback, the most important thing on the field. Uh, if if Baker's going to be the guy, he's got to prove it soon because mm-hmm. that, that team is so stacked. They're, uh, they're he's most- got a State Farm commercials, though. Yeah. <laughs> Their uh, their most questionable pick was probably Tony Fields um, in one of the mid to late rounds, um, and honestly, the only reason why it was a questionable pick was just because uh, linebackers. I think pre- I'm pretty sure Jabril Cox was still on the board, and they were just kind of questioning why they didn't invest in linebackers sooner. But he's a quick, rangy pass coverage linebacker that can come in and play run stops. So I still, I still haven't seen like a reason really why Jabril Cox has fallen. Maybe it's out there. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy. I'd be curious. Uh, just random going on a tangent about that. You, I mean, transferred from North Dakota State. He was a stud there. And in one year at LSU, he was a unanimous team team captain mm-hmm. right away. For a guy to transfer and become a team captain, unanimously named a team captain, that's a lot of respect, even with it being a bad LSU team. I, I just can't fathom how he was still available in the fourth. Okay. That, when that pick came across, I was ecstatic. Um, but – yeah, really fun draft. Uh, who, who's your guy, like, least favorite draft? Uh, well, I've talked at length how I feel about the Raiders draft, and Raiders are going to Raider, and, again, still doesn't get old for me to keep saying it. I love it. How many safeties do they need? That is an excellent point. I mean, well, I mean not enough. Hey, man. We drafted the worst one in the league with the Amari Cooper pick. I mean, uh, we drafted this safety. He's not good enough. we got to go get another one, man. And I, I, I like the Trevor, uh, Trayvon Morick pick, but yeah. – how right. many more do you need? Yeah, Go and then Tyree it. Gillespie yeah. in what the this fifth round? It. Yeah, uh, Tyree Gillespie. I need I, all the safeties. And, and the question it's about too dangerous. It's, it's they're it. in Vegas. It's too dangerous. They need all the safety. The question so. about that Gillespie pick was the fact that the Chiefs are on the board right afterwards, and then the Raiders like end of the clock trade into it. Was this a move to block the Chiefs because they didn't want the Chiefs to get another Missouri defensive player? Or like I like, did they think he was gonna go? Like where? Because like he was still slated. I mean, when you deep already board. have the better player, why like blocking a team from getting a safety that's in the mid to late rounds doesn't make sense. So if they did do it because of that, that's stupid. Right. That's a terrible way to draft. Stupid. Uh, especially in the later rounds. I mean, believe in your own board and draft the players you want. Right. Not, don't draft to block the other team from taking a player if you think the player's that good. Take off them. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure at that point in time, the Chiefs weren't even looking at a safety. I mean, they might have been, but I guarantee that safety probably wasn't Gillespie. But, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's the Raiders going to Raider. Yeah. We also mentioned the fact that, like, if it had gone Trayvon Morig and then uh, Alex Leatherwood would have been like, oh, that's probably not, probably not the right draft. But they went the reverse order where it's like super reach and then See, one guy kept falling. And I'm, I, I, I talked about, I'm, I'm not a fan of like being like, well, if they would have taken him in this order. I mean, it, when it comes to that, they got their guy regardless. Right. So if if you think uh, having the extra year is more important for a tackle than a safety, which I would say it probably is based on the value of the position, um, it's more about 
how good is the player overall? Because, mm. like, if you shouldn't have been taking him in the first round, then don't take him in the first round. But, like, don't justify it by saying, well, they got a player that who's arguably a first-round talent in the second round. No, you still should have taken a better player in the first round. Right. Like, I, don't justify it either way. Like, if you got – if you stick to your picks. If you got your guy, you got your guy. Right. And we'll see in a couple of years. Maybe Leatherwood's going to be a great pro. Who yeah. knows? Maybe we're wrong. That's why. But – that's something for a couple of years. There's definitely players on the board at that point that they could have gotten that were rated. Yeah. Who's uh, Who's your team, Aaron? Uh, I would say definitely the, uh, the the Steelers as far as the first round goes. That was one of the worst picks in the first round. Najee Harris. Yeah. Running backs in the first round, I'm all out on. That. And especially when, what did the Steelers really need? Offensive line. Offensive lineman. And when? There how long did they wait to draft an offensive lineman? They took a guard in the third round. What did they lose in the offseason? Oh, they lost their center and their offensive tackle, but they took a guard in the third round. Yeah, that that team's a mess. Uh, it yeah. all falls apart. And it's not, it's, it's just, not it's like a, they have a very youthful running quarterback to no. <laughs> It's just like what that. happened down the stretch for Pittsburgh last year, if you can – like they're just continuing on the questionable decisions in this draft. The Steelers are real close to being – drafting in the top ten. And they also pissed off their own team members just by like – they invested in Juju Smith-Schuster, and then they only gave him a one-year contract. And he has been adamant about how pissed off he is. He's like, I only deserve a one-year contract. And granted, the question mark is whether or not he's good because Antonio Brown and whatnot, and he was the number right. two there, and then he was number one, and production and whatnot. At the end of the day, we talked about it beforehand. Who's throwing the football? Roethlisberger. And when Roethlisberger's hurt, who's throwing the football? Teddy Bruschi's Louisiana cousin. That's who's throwing the football. The only thing getting thrown around there these days is Chase Claypool throwing punches. Ooh, so. his helmet? Here's the thing. We, you've been on that. Rudolph doesn't look anything He like does. It. He looks no, like Teddy Bruschi. I'm saying he no, looks like. No, he does not. He, he Teddy does. Bruschi and – no, he they look like. They do not. They look like. Go see it. You've been all over that, and it's not even close. <laughs> like, at all. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. No, I he, see it. See? Like, no, see he's it. with me. Like, it does, they don't look even similar. Like, he looks like he looks like like from from like a he looks like he would have been like the douchebag high school in some yes. prep high school in like yes. Disney Channel movie or something. Yes. That's that's what Mason and Rudolph Bru- looks like. Bruski, you cannot say that about him. Bruski is a very handsome man. Let's just say that. <laughs> He's no Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> no, nobody's Jimmy. G. He made he made it. Uh, nope. Aaron Andrews blush. Like what other quarterback could do that? I mean, Joe Namath kind of made made a. Never mind. I'm not. It's not Aaron Andrews. <laughs> it's not Aaron Andrews. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, it was your favorite draft. I mean, I talked about the Rams. I really hated that they used their. They had no one, no three, so they used two. two they got two two Atwell with their second round pick. I really questioned that when some of the other receivers, like Terrence Marshall or yep. Terrence Marshall Jr., that were on the board. Yep. Uh, but I'm going to say Seattle. They only and, had three picks. Yeah. And they <laughs> and only took <laughs> one. The, the, what's been this biggest concern has been Russell Wilson and trying to make Russell Wilson happy. That was something that we were talking about months ago. And that he was upset because he didn't feel protected enough. And it's going to be real shitty for him when he goes into training camp and he's like, oh, hey, guys, I'm staring at the same faces protecting me now because they took one offensive lineman out of those three picks and it was in the sixth freaking round. I'm pretty sure uh, Dwayne Eskridge can protect him. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, Eskridge, welcome to a locker room that already has uh, Tyler Lockett and and DK Metcalf in it. You've already got studs there. Like, so, sure, let's go just use our top pick on another receiver. Yeah, another guy for like him to Eskridge. throw to. As yeah. No, I like Eskridge. <laughs> but another dude for as, he's, as, as Russell Wilson's running for his life, maybe Eskridge will get open. But that's just... You guys we're, have seen... we're seeing we're seeing how when a disgruntled quarterback gets gets pissed off and starts to vocalize about his team a little bit, and we're seeing that play out how it plays out a year later right now in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. We're looking at now the same thing happening in Seattle for a year from now. So you've seen little giants, right? When they hand the ball off and the one guy just running around no, the ring. Talk about Arizona in a little bit. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kyler Murray, he coming at you. Oh, as damn. I was going to say, Russell. Talk about the most adorable yeah. draft picks. <laughs> yeah, take a five-seven receiver for your five-seven quarterback. Oh man, you got a little league team on your hands. Yes, yeah, do this. <laughs> um, 
That's perfect. That's perfect. I love that. I love that. Um, they but can just run under dudes. It'll be fine. Yeah. Literally, Russell Wilson is going to be the guy that's just running around the ref being like, blow the whistle! Blow the whistle! And the entire team is going to be chasing him. Like, just do it! Just blow the whistle! I give up! Oh, man. Yeah. Rondale Moore going to Arizona is the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. Could also be a very scary it's thing horrible. for <laughs> NFC. Could be, yeah, but it could be scary as hell for NFC yeah. West defenses here pretty quick. Even then, we're that's still going to go, aw. They could be doing some, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be going, aw, and then they're going to be doing some playground bullshit, <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's a pretty good duo there. Yeah, I'm still not sold on Coach Kingsbury, so until they get a new well, coach, no. I don't. Well, but at the very least, no, but he'll be able they're, to drop some fun offensive stuff. Oh, yeah, they're going to be they're gonna be scary offensively, just not He's just going to sit there and just do his, his Gosling thing, just chill on the sidelines <laughs> looking like Ryan Gosling. Coach I mean, Bay. There's worse than Coach Bay, yeah. <laughs> there's worse ways to make a living. Did we, did we also talk about the Saints, though? I think we need to talk about the Saints. Uh, the Saints had a pretty weird, <laughs> weird draft. Terrible. Uh, Terrible. And, and honestly, like, this is so shocking for us because normally we talk about the lack of picks they have and them nailing them and being like, well, that's a, that's a good find. You know, and this is the one year that you're just like, what? And it started with Peyton Turner. They reached up and got Peyton Turner in the first yeah. round, and we all were like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then it just went on from there. And every single player that they drafted in this entire draft class was one of those players that could have been drafted later. Peyton Turner, good at his position, but probably could have been a little bit later. Pete Warner, good at his position, probably could have been a little bit later. Uh, Paul Sinadebo. I like that actually. I, I like, like that pick, like and he was he was definitely one of those picks that was like, okay, he you know he's probably going to fall here, but hopefully he is there. Book that had definitely gotten yeah. Book. New Orleans, you know, no, yeah. no, you do not take Ian Book in the fourth round. Bad Saints, bad Sean Payton. Did they did they lose a Sanders? Is, this is why you get to have Kevin James playing but, you in a movie but, is because you make dumbass decisions like that. But if. The Mormon kid doesn't work out, and Jameis doesn't work out. They just throw the book at you. Yeah. Hey. I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. I can't play this anymore. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, bad Aaron. Bad Aaron. I'm sorry. a sh- bad Sean Payton. Bad. That's, a, that's good, Aaron. Sorry. That's good, Aaron. That was great. Yeah. 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 Right? yeah. yeah. Aaron, did you hear the yeah, one I about didn't butter? What? Did you hear the one about butter? Yeah. I don't want to spread it. <laughs> Uh, so close time. to the door. We walked like <laughs> 10 feet, and there's the door. Yeah. Oh, man, that was Just try to leave. Just try. <laughs> Damn it. You can't leave. All right. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, as far as just, uh, so we talked about teams, uh, let's talk about singular draft picks. What was your favorite singular draft pick like in this draft? Individual pick. Individual player. Fit with their team. Yeah, fit with their team. Who do you like? I mean, uh, mine first, obviously, I said Aziz Ozrolari. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I will also even drop it down to um, – uh, Falcons, I mean, they doubled down on their team, and uh, they, I, I love Kyle Pitts. I like, I like Richard Grant for yeah. them, too. Yeah. That's one of my favorite. Ricey Grant, as I would spell it. Ricey Grant. Old Ricey Grant. Richie Grant was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, they Those had two a, picks yeah. back-to-back. That was like my dream first and second round with the mm. Cowboys. I, just, I, I hate it when that happens, when a team takes two players that you're extremely high on, you're like, I hate to see other people live your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, individual player. I mean, it's hard not to keep going back to like one of my favorite players in the draft is JOK, the, yeah. the Browns fan. Yeah, just such a steal, such a great talent. Yeah, and, and like yeah, I get the the heart condition thing, and we'll see what happens when it plays out with that. But there's been other players that have that had the same conditions that have yeah. done great in the pros. Yep. I'm gonna go Justin Fields to the Bears, and this has nothing Ooh, to do with Matt Nagy. This just has to do with a franchise and a team that has a fan base that has needed a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I know they gave up a first rounder to go go make it happen. But, man, you finally went and got your dude. And Justin Fields, I think we're, is another one we're going to look back and be like, they were, he had no business falling all the way down to number 11 in this draft. Should have been one of the, t- one of the top three picks. And I – think he's going to do tremendous things there. And it might not be with Matt Nagy, right. but I think Fields is going to be special. And another thing I love that they did, I, I respect they him. went out and they traded up to go get a tackle to protect him and Tevin Jenkins yep. out of Oklahoma State. And a sneaky, really good pick that they made was in the sixth round getting Daz Newsome out of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Those two could have a lot of fun together. I mean, he's a little bit on the shorter side, but 
You have he's Allen Robinson a sneaky there. slot receiver. Yeah, and he could really play well off of Allen Robinson. And so, like, and I know this, we're just talking about players, but given what the Bears did in this draft, I think Justin Fields is and just, yeah. and exactly. Yeah. I also respect Because they got Khalil staff. Herbert, too. They got another yeah. really good running back. I, uh, I, res- I respect a coaching staff and an ownership staff that basically is like, hey, we messed up, and then go out and give them the opportunity again try to correct it. They messed up with Mitch Trubisky. So, and, and it makes went, you wonder. Random, with, random yeah. thing that I saw about Fields, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy has crazy memory, which is factors into processing. That's, uh, how, that's how Mahomes, Mahomes is. Mahomes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, there's a memory score that uh, teams do at the combine where when they meet with players, and uh, he scored a 130. Mahomes scored a 110. Wow. Anything like over 100 is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, scoring a one thirty on something where the best quarterback in the league just like he scored one. And I would ass- like, I would assume Rodgers probably scored highly on that too because I've seen sure. people ask questions of Rodgers like, okay, in this game, who'd you throw this touchdown right. to or what is like, and that's that's something yeah. to think about with Justin Fields. I love that you brought that up. Yeah. I mean, in most cases between him and Trey Lance, he was my second quarterback, best quarterback on the board. He was that guy that was like, I get the system, I get where everyone's going. We love Zach Wilson and all that stuff, but he was that quarterback that was like. I think Give this is such a rare do. draft where s- s- the top four guys' upside is so high that you can justify any of them. Right. Besides, like, Trevor Lawrence, who's won, won a whole process. A generational like, quarterback. The next guy, you could I, I could see any of the next three guys being that second-best quarterback Agreed. from this draft. Like, if they're – and they all landed in pretty decent situations mm-hmm. when you look at, like – what the Jets did in their draft. I mean, they had a good draft for... Uh, I love what the Jets did. Elijah Bear Tucker, yeah. Elijah Moore. Yeah. Like, I, I love their love draft. Their Both Michael Carters, even though one's not Michael on Carter. offense. But <laughs> they got a Michael Carter out of North Carolina and Duke, of all yeah. schools. Like, two different, two yeah. Elijahs, two Michaels. Right. And it's... Yeah, they had a great draft. Like, I don't... Like, this is such a weird quarterback draft. Like, we're going to look back in a few years and have very different opinions, I think, on on a lot of these teams just because of the quarterbacks. But Agreed. Yeah. Um, this was a fun draft. No, nah, man, I don't think so. I don't think uh, no, I mean, well, I guess I'll just finish off with, I mean, the Packers, once again, I just talked about how no, Seattle has pissed off Russell Wilson probably with this draft. I got to imagine Aaron Rodgers not exactly thrilled with this draft. Nope. They're going to take a cornerback out of Georgia, Eric Stokes, with their first-round pick again now for the 16th straight season in which the Packers – have not used their first-round pick on a wide receiver, running back, or tight end on a playmaker for Aaron Rodgers. But it's years, okay. They drafted nine defensive yeah. players and one offensive player, and that's mm-hmm. really They drafted their highest wide receiver this year, though. Pick I, 85. Amari, Amari Rogers? Amari Rogers. I will Amari admit, Rogers, and yeah. Amari Rodgers like has been player, compared yeah. to Randall Cobb, and that's right. something that could could make him happy and – uh, it, could make. I think it's over. But you waited. Till I think it is too, matter. because they even used their seventh round pick on a running back. I think that fits mm-hmm. well in Green Bay and Kylan Hill yeah. out of mm-hmm. Mississippi State. Another former five star recruit, really good at Mississippi State. He's a big physical running back, especially losing yes. Jamal Will or no Williams did resign, or did he sign no. with somebody else? He signed with someone else. Okay. Uh, Aaron still, Jones resigned. He, he's another guy uh, that yeah, can AJ be right Dillon's there with Aaron there. Jones, and he could be the third running back behind Aaron Jones and and AJ Dillon. And he's another physical running back who can also catch the ball out of the backfield. But yeah. so I mean, they made a couple moves, but again, you didn't use a first rounder. Yep, like yeah. that's that's well, so questionable on their on their part. I think they're seeing the writing on the wall that it's probably over, but they are probably gauging interest around the league where like where the, where are we going to get the best haul? Yeah, I mean it's Rogers it's not going to be from Denver at this point. Nope. I mean, I mean unless they're doing strictly future picks. And even then, that doesn't benefit be the Packers better. in this yeah. season. No. Yep. But what are they going to take Drew Locke back? When, yeah. But, I mean, probably if. <laughs> but if you're trading your franchise quarterback, <laughs> you're not probably expecting to get one the year that back. it's gone. Well, and that's why you needed. That's why you needed to have it happen before the draft. Right. And this is right. where it's clear that every the ways that they've treated Aaron Rodgers over the years, even down to kicking the field goal at the end of the game. I mean, it's finally come back to bite them. And this has been such a poorly run organization for years. And they've gotten by on the fact that they've gotten two really good quarterbacks that I mean, they trade for one. Nobody knew how great Farm was going to be. And then they have the other one fall to them in the 20s. Right. So it's just, you know, they've got, you know, shamrocks up their ass or something. I, mean, I don't know what they're doing. Sucking for Sam Howell or 
you're about Spencer to Rattler. Yeah, because if they were to guys. accept Drew Locke in, in a trade back, then you're going to have a QB competition between Drew Locke and Jordan Love. Have fun with that, Ugh. Packer fans. <laughs> that would be – I want that to happen now because that's frankly what Packer fans would deserve. You either love it or you lock it. <laughs> lock it in. Lock it in. You need to lock it up, actually, lock seriously. I'm getting – this is starting to get a little out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, the next year's drafts is supposed to be deeper. Yeah, let's start. Not necessarily at quarterback, but we'll Sam Howell. It. You think number one? No. I think probably Spencer Rattler. Is if Rattler goes, favorite. I mean, he'll only be a sophomore, retro retro sophomore. sophomore. In that system. So, Who knows, man? Who knows? Who knows? He should be most likely one of the best There's... quarterbacks in the Big 12. So. True. He very he, he should Purdy. be. It's pretty, pretty likely that Skyler Thompson, watch out, he's back. Undrafted free agent. Well, yeah, I'm not talking about NFL. <laughs> All right, let's talk about best quarterbacks in the Big Twelve. You jerk. <laughs> can't All right. These guys. Uh, anything else you guys want to? No, that's it. No, man. Fun. Shout out Jason to... Tatum, sixty point game. What? What? Shout out to. Get out of here, Kings. Yeah. Big. Youngest sixty point game in Celtics history. Second youngest in NBA history. Well, that's Ty walking off and saying farewell. He's got to leave to go potty. So we're going to end the show. We're going to, huh? Are we ending the show? I think, yeah, I think we're. uh, All right, we're done. Yeah, fun draft. It was a fun draft. Been relishing in it for days. Thanks for listening. And I believe that's the bottom line. Because the tailgate said so. Because the tailgate said so.